Hey, a bestie, it's me, Anto. Get into your rocket ship and tap into your inner alien. Time to join me and my friends for your weekly gab sesh. Let's take a trip inside my planet. Happy Halloween, everybody! Welcome to the second episode of Inside My Planet. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode and you weren't waiting too long for this one. So, in the spirit of Halloween, we are going to take a spooky ride and a spooky dive into the haunted house that is my home. So where I come from in the Philippines, I like to believe that we are a superstitious culture. We just are. We, we're very spiritual, you know, we're predominantly Catholic. There's also a good, sizable population that follows Islam. However, in my experience, as somebody who was raised Catholic in the Philippines, I've noticed that we, we're just very superstitious in general. A lot of folk beliefs, I think, in my opinion, have carried over with some Catholic traditions that I haven't heard anywhere else. You know, aside from my friends who grew up Catholic in other countries, we don't have the same kind of urban myths or uh, little superstitions. So one of them that we have is when you go to a church for the first time, you make a wish. And when I was a kid, that got me really excited about going to a church. However, I, I could just not concentrate during Mass. Until today, I still cannot concentrate during Mass. But that's besides the point. I'm saying this because we also really love horror stories. We love nostalgia. We love telling ghost stories. It's a thing. You know how you tell ghost stories during a sleepover? We will do that if the light is off. I don't know. Or if there's a candle. I think there's a part in the whole mysticism of Catholicism that plays... It just, it just plays a part in this whole, like, there's something that's surrounding us and it's invisible and it's powerful and we don't know what to do with it, you know? So one of the reasons why my country is just... I guess so nostalgic is that we have a lot of historical sites. I mean, every country has a lot of historical sites that carry a lot of meaning. But ours, we we love to spookify almost everything. I mean, we have a walled city in Manila called Intramuros. And there are always a lot of ghost stories or there is a lot of reported paranormal activity going on there. And you can even tour the city with a ghost tour. In the Philippines, we don't necessarily celebrate Halloween like, like an official holiday, like a traditional non-working holiday. We have a, a, a weekend we call Undas, October 31. That's Halloween. The day after is All Souls Day, and then it's All Saints Day, and it serves usually as like a long weekend. Depending on the announcement that year, it could or it could not be a non-working holiday, except for Halloween. It's rarely ever one unless it's decided by the government. And so when Undas happens, we usually go to a cemetery to mourn the dead. Some people bring lawn chairs, picnic mats food, radios, and they stay there for a long time. My family's a little bit different. We all gather 
the extended family gathers together, goes to our loved ones' um, tombs, graves, and we say a whole rosary and then we go out to eat dinner. After that, we do something called bug-bug. In the Philippines, after you visit a place or an event, let's say a funeral or a wake that has something to do with the dead, you have to go to another location before you go home so that you distract the spirits so that they don't follow you home, so that you lose them, you get them lost. And my family, we follow this to a T. If I had to do it on my own without my family, I would still engage in bug bug, no matter how tired I may be, because I do not want to take spirits home with me, you know? For a lot of you that don't know, the Philippines was involved with World War II. It's not the only tragic event that's happened in the Philippines. There, there have been a lot. There's the Spanish-American War. I believe part of it was fought on Philippine soil. Um, civil wars um, or big tragic events. There's even a building back home called the Manila Film Center. That's a very tragic event where the construction of this building was being rushed. It did not go so well. A lot of construction workers died. And they say that the structure standing there today is haunted. In my very limited knowledge of energy, from what I've heard from priests back home who deal with the paranormal and a paranormal investigator that I met, back in the Philippines, they say that when something high energy occurs, that energy tends to linger and it tends to stay. We were the site of a lot of World War II events, particularly the schools. For some reason, a lot of our schools are very haunted. I think it's because most of them are very old. My elementary school, for example, was used as a hospital for World War II. My friends who went there for high school and my mother and her generation who also went there for high school have so many horror stories about the high school buildings there. I don't know about them and I luckily never experienced them because I did not attend high school there. But my elementary experience, I would definitely say it was a little bit spooky. There would be rumors of a certain classroom in the grade school building having a headless ballerina, and people would be terrified of going there, or just ha classrooms in general being haunted. There is this angel statue in the middle of the field in my elementary school, and somebody, some upperclassman, I was in third grade at the time, somebody in sixth grade told me, that if you sit under the hand of that angel, because you could, he would slowly put his hand down, touch your head, and then turn you into stone. And that all the vines that were growing from a tree in our little peace garden represented all the souls that he took. So I was like, yeah, I'm piecing out of here. I'm not going there. I'm good. I am not stepping foot anywhere near that angel. Until today, it freaks me out. The rare times that I've gone back on that campus, I see the field, I see that angel statue, and I'm like, I'm gonna peace out. My elementary school is over 100 years old. It's just, it's just very haunted. I could not begin to describe how haunted 
<laughs> it is. I've never seen anyone. So I'm I'm quite sensitive to energy. I can usually feel when something doesn't feel right. And usually I'm right about it. I say usually because I will probably just never get confirmation. It's usually other people who I'm with that give me confirmation that like, oh my god, how did you know that? I was like, I don't know. I just felt it. I have a bladder of steel. That's a little bit TMI, but it's important to the story, so just stay with me. I have a steel bladder, and it's because when I was in first grade, there were rumors going around that the first grade bathroom had something called a white lady in it. I don't know if other countries have white ladies, but in the Philippines, we have a ghost called the white lady. She is just dressed in white, and I assume she's gonna kill you if she spots you. I don't know any other lore besides that. It's it's the white the white lady, the black lady. They're very, very common figures in Philippine urban horror stories. So somebody told me that that bathroom had a white lady in it, and they were just waiting to nab the little first graders that came in to pee. So I think around yeah, around that time I was in first grade, I was essentially telling myself not to pee or something. Just not, just don't go to the bathroom. Don't use the bathroom unless there are other people going with you. And that is how I have my bladder of steel. I stopped believing in that around fifth grade, maybe fourth, fifth grade. And until now, I just, I can go two days without using the bathroom. Please do not follow my example I'm a terrible example. I've definitely gotten sick from doing that. But that is how much fear was lodged into my tiny little first grade body. So aside from my elementary school, my university is equally as haunted. I think at least for the older buildings. My university is also quite old. It's also about over 100 years old. There, These two schools aren't the oldest school in the Philippines at all. But my university was also the site of a lot of World War II tragedies. So we have a chapel, and that chapel is very haunted. One of the stories about that chapel is that there's a priest with who was shot with a bayonet, and he resides in that chapel. There was a story that goes around that there was this young woman who wanted to go to the chapel who was praying until she noticed that the bloody corpse of the priest was crawling towards her and like asking for help and she ran and she just I, I don't know if she ever came back but we've been told that underground um, in the school I think some people there were a lot of bodies there or something, something about that in World War II. And people would pretend to be dead or somebody survived the war because they pretended to be dead amongst all the bodies um, underground. A lot of religious figures were killed during World War II, you know. And in the Philippines, you will find that a lot of our ghosts or the local stories about ghosts, they're usually like priests, nuns, etc. 
in my elementary school, they do say that there is a headless nun waiting in the mirror of one of the high school bathrooms. I don't know if I should have said that out loud, honestly, but it spooks me out to even talk about it. There's more than one building in, we're going back to my university, there's more than one building in my university that students fear. Sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with the priest. They say, so we have this building, right? And that's where a lot of the student organizations are. That's where the headquarters are. And it used to be really old. It just got renovated when I was still there a couple of years ago. But I, I'd seen what it, what it had been like prior to being renovated. And the elevator was really old and rickety. And you know, people would usually scare other students into saying that there is a ghost in the elevator and you can definitely get trapped in the elevator with that ghost because it was so broken and rickety. Shout out to my university. I'm not, well, I'm pretty sure why. There's a lot of heavy juju going around there. There's also a certain building, which is the science building, that every year the people from the university publication stay overnight there. And there would be reports of it smelling like a certain flower in in Filipino, we call this flower sampaguita. I'm not sure what it is in English. I think it's jasmine, but it's a very distinct smell. And why that's important is because in the Philippines, we you will usually find people selling garlands of sampaguita flowers in front of a church. I've personally never bought one, so I don't know what it's used for but it's associated with a lot of religious. When I was in school, I can't really remember if anything explicitly paranormal happened to me, but because I am quite sensitive to energy, I usually can feel when they're around. I can feel when something doesn't feel right. I think that comes from growing up in a very haunted house. So my sensitivity to energy, I really think it does come from growing up in a haunted house. I don't know how many people can say that the house they grew up in was haunted, but I think I can pretty much say mine has interesting energy. We've been told by a number of outsiders about the spooky things about our house. You heard me right. I'm sure that my house is haunted. This is the house that I've lived in since I was born. And it's just, I'm just used to it. You know, I'm used to it. I'm scared, but I'm used to it. I think it's completely normal to feel that spooked about your own house. Anyone out there who is also spooked by their own house, let me know. Anybody else who grew up in a haunted house, please let me know. Let's get together, start a club, start charging membership. And then we eventually disband due to power struggles. Some would say, my house is more haunted than yours, so I should have more discounts. But eventually, we truly disband because there's a corruption system going on. Because somebody decided to hog all the candles that we were using for seances. And that is how our little cult of people with haunted houses, that's how we're going to go down in history. So anybody out there want to start that club with me and go on that journey, yo, let me know.
to set the tone, let me tell you guys all about a tree in the Philippines called the balete tree. So the balete tree is a giant, well, it could be a giant spooky looking tree. And it's very spindly. I think it's a ficus. It's a type of ficus. It's very common back home. It surrounds the city of Manila. Now I'm from Manila. My house, we have our own balete tree. It is inside our property. It's like our spooky little home, right? So the trunk is very large and it has roots and vines and it's just very spooky looking. So in Philippine folklore, it's the center of a lot of all those all those stories. They say that it houses diwatas and encantos and a diwata is um, and Encanto, they're quite similar. So the spiritual creatures. You have um, half-horse, half-man creatures. And uh, another creature called the Capre. And the Capre is this large paranormal being that loves to smoke cigars. Hey everybody, it's Anto in post-prod right now. And as I was editing this episode... It's come to my attention that the mythological creature that I previously mentioned, the Capre, actually has very racist origins. The the original term, I'm not even sure I can say on the podcast because in some parts of the world, it's considered a racial slur, specifically in South Africa. Although the word Capre just refers to a mythological creature in the Philippines, Other iterations of this word in other countries isn't is quite, you know, derogatory. I'll be linking an article in the description. This article goes um in depth about where what the origins are of this mythological creature. And I'll I'll briefly summarize it for you guys. Um back in the colonial era, um our colonizers from Spain and Portugal brought over slaves from South Africa, Papua New Guinea, etc. to the Philippines. And they used the original root of this word to refer to the to the slaves that they brought over. So you might be listening to this and you might be thinking, why would they bring over slaves from other countries? Wasn't, you know, weren't there enslaved Filipinos? Yes, there were enslaved Filipinos and in the article, it explains that while it was illegal to, apparently illegal to enslave Filipinos, um, our colonizers still did enslave us. But the trade that happened, uh, that was facilitated by Spain between Acapulco in Mexico and Manila, um, facilitated by Spain and Portugal, um, they, they brought in more slaves from other countries. There are also other historical layers to this word that I feel I'm not the most qualified person to explain. So I'll I'll leave the link to the article in the description. And I hope that in the future, we can do better. We can learn more about where these things come from rather than proliferate it. But I will say there are still myths and stories about this mythological creature going around. 
I still hope that you are able to enjoy this episode. I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the origins of this particular mythological creature. Anyway, back to the episode. There's even a street in the Philippines called Balete Drive, which has its own balete tree. And a lot there are a lot of horror stories surrounding that. For example, cab drivers who, you know, they say don't drive there alone because there have been cab drivers who, if they drive there alone, they look into the back seat and there's suddenly a young woman in their back seat and they're like, I don't know how you got there. Definitely been around that that street before. Definitely feel some funky energy. Nothing of note happened to me, and I hope, I hope nothing of note ever will happen to me on that street. In my house, not only do we have that, but my house is quite old. It's really old. It was built sometime in the 50s, and we didn't, my family didn't start living there in the 70s, so it's been with us for a while. It probably has some untold stories to it, just because the ghosts that we were informed of you know, we don't know who they are. We don't really know the family who lived there before us. I think my grand my grandparents know them by name, but no idea. It's kind of freaky when somebody else outside your house, you know, outside of your household tells you that um, there's stuff going on in your house. And this this wouldn't be the first time it's happened on my street or in my house. There are bats around my street, around my neighborhood. There have definitely been bats around my house. I don't mind the sound of bats. In fact, I love bats. Other creatures that I don't know of living in the tree in my house, I don't necessarily love that. I would not deal with that. I'm terrified of that. I mean, even my own family, we all believe that there's something in that tree. There was a time where I think I was about fourth grade or something. There were really, really harsh storms and typhoons coming into the Philippines. And the thing is with our tree, our baleta tree, it is entwined with our mango tree. The roots, I mean, not the roots, the branches were becoming something of a safety hazard. So my grandfather wanted them cut. What he did at that time was that he hired somebody called an albulario, and this albulario, I think in English that translates to herbologist. I think it's a Spanish word. So we had the albulario over. And she sacrificed a chicken and spoke to the incantos in the tree. And she told us, it's okay to cut parts of it down. Just, you know, especially the mango tree, just don't affect the trunk. Don't do anything to the trunk. And I think that's a testament to how spiritual or full of spirits my house actually is or just a testament to how encantos are just like us they do anything for chicken i would do anything for chicken you lay fried chicken down in front of me what's your price like name it i'm gonna do it just give me the goddamn chicken there are other spooky stories surrounding my house for example one of my mom's friends she came in one day and she was surprised to see my cousin, a little boy, playing with a ball in one section of our house. And then she goes up to my mom and she's like, oh, I didn't know he was here. I didn't know your nephew was here. And she's like, I'm talking about my nephew's not here. My nephew's with his mom. 
And my mom was like, what did you see? Who did you see? Her friend said, I'm pretty sure I just saw your nephew here. He was running around. He was playing with a ball. Mom's like, no, he was, he's not here. He hasn't been here the whole weekend. That is one of the outsider spooky stories that we have. One of the other things is that there's consistently kind of a woman in the house. My father, about some years ago, I, don't, I wasn't even born yet. He was sleeping in one room of the house. And while he was sleeping there, he briefly woke up. He looked up and he saw a woman with short hair, like a blunt cut bob. He was very adamant on this. So when he saw her, he thought it was, it was my aunt. And then he went back to sleep. And then he woke up. He saw that my aunt had arrived. And he saw that her hair was completely different. And he said, you weren't here earlier? Why is your hair different? She's like, I wasn't here. And, my, and like her hair was longer. There was nobody else in the house. It could not have been my mom. I think she was out somewhere else. Could not have been my other aunt, my mom's sister. Could not have been anyone else. And the funny thing is, a lot of spooky stuff that happens in the, in the house happens to my dad. Sadly, I'm sorry, dad. But there was even another time where he was going to go up the stairs and as he was just about to take his first step, he suddenly heard footsteps right in front of him, like on the stairs, as if someone ran past him. And according to him, he froze in his tracks and then ran the other way, as he should. And I'm of the belief that the stairs in my house are haunted. Because I've always felt a type of energy there. I don't know what it is. It's definitely harmless. But that area of my house, the stairs and... A certain section of my house, there is this space in front of one of our other rooms where my dad saw the woman with the short hair. And my cousins would tell me that there's a little girl there. And I said, how do you know that? It's because their dad told them. And see, the stairs in my house, I've, I'm afraid of the stairs in my house. I'm afraid of the section in our house which has a bar. When there's no light on, and you can see through the glass into the um, the grotto onto the back of the house. It's quite spooky. It's always scared me. And I'm pretty sure it scared other people. When I started to sleep alone, at night, I would hear these footsteps, right? And I would think when I was a kid that it was my nanny. And it wasn't her. Because sometimes I would call out to her and then there would be no answer. Because when I call out to her, she usually answers me like, mm, yes, what? But there were multiple times that there was no answer. And I always thought like, okay, maybe she's busy. Maybe I'm being annoying. Okay, maybe I'll just shut up. Or there were just random times where I was just randomly spooked, just sitting there, just watching TV in my own room. And I'm like, I feel like somebody's watching me or somebody's with me. I feel like somebody's outside my door, like in the hallway by the piano. Because there's a piano outside my room. The thing is, no one in the house knows how to play piano. The only person who knew how to play piano had moved out decades ago. That was my aunt. I've taught myself, but I've never taught myself to a degree where I can do pieces with two hands. I can only play piano with one hand. And this story is impossible because I was asleep. I was much older. I was already in university. I was sleeping and I would hear the piano. Literally, I'm not shitting you. I heard it play by, by itself. I'm not kidding. And I was like, what? Because no, no one is going to play that. No one in the house is going to play that because they know that the piano is out of tune, needs a lot of fixing. So why was it playing? It wasn't the neighbors. 
it was literally outside my room. So I kind of just sat there and froze in my own blanket. And I was like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go to sleep right now. And that wasn't even the first time I had to tell myself that. Because when I was growing up, it just always felt like something was in the room with me at night. And I've learned to ignore it. And I've learned to kind of, I don't know, convince myself to sleep so I didn't have to think about it. But it always felt like something was in my room. I don't know. So another kind of spiritual story that isn't exactly spooky but heartwarming is that the year I was born, a month before that, my great-grandmother had died. She was my mom's grandmother. She was my grandfather's mom. My mom told me that my grandmother had given her a music box when she was a kid. So it's it's very Anastasia. It's very grandmama. It's very that. You know, it's very cute. It's very sweet. When I was a newborn, my mom said I was sleeping on the bed with her. One night I just fell and I started crying. And as I fell, the, the music box also fell and it was on some shelf. On top of some shelf, it fell and it also started playing. That was my mom's kind of confirmation that her grandmother was watching over us, her my great-grandmother. So another story, another freaky thing that would happen is that at night, sometimes my parents think I'm walking around when I'm not. Like they'd get mad at me and they'd tell me how my footsteps are so heavy. My grandfather's footsteps are heavy, yes. Mine are heavy, but not to the degree that they're going to wake you up. I don't think they're that disturbing and I don't walk around that much. The walk to my bathroom is a very short walk. So you're not going to hear a lot of it, right? My mom would always get mad at me and shout because her room was downstairs. And she would always shout, "Can you like, could, could you walk lightly? Could you not drag your feet? Could you not stomp? And I'd be like, what is she talking about? But I would just like, you know, kind of accept it. Like, okay, I'll walk lightly. I thought I was. I thought I was walking normally, but apparently I'm not, you know. How was I to know? And this ties into my story earlier about how I would think that my nanny was outside my room, but she wasn't. And so during the pandemic, my mom and I were having dinner. Everybody was downstairs. The only person who was upstairs was my grandfather and he was in his room. You know it's my grandfather because you hear him shuffle his feet with the slippers. This was a completely different sound. You hear, when it's my grandfather, you hear a bell in his door. You hear it. You just distinctly know that it's my grandfather and if it's something else. We began to hear footsteps, heavy footsteps that we were sure were not my grandfather because they were... We heard that from a different place, you know, at a different location. And my grandfather almost never really leaves his room. And we thought, um, we thought it was my nanny again. So we called her. We're like, hey, are you upstairs? Because we were like, what was that sound? So she comes out of the kitchen. She was like, I'm right here. And we're like, um, so that wasn't you. Be like, what are you talking about? We're like, okay, we heard these really, really, really heavy footsteps upstairs sounded like somebody was running upstairs and my nanny she doesn't run she she won't run upstairs and we thought it was you so we told her like we thought it was you she's like no i was in the kitchen the whole time and i don't know what you're talking about and my mom and i kind of looked at each other like okay and it kind of clicked in my head that oh my god those are the steps that my parents thought this whole time it was me but it wasn't me it was never me it was something else. So my stepdad was trying to reason with us, telling us like, oh, it's just the rats, you know, like it's just the rats there or something. They're like, 
or whatever creature is living in between our floors and it's making those kinds of noise. I don't think so. I don't think rats or swarms of rats make that kind of noise. He's like, oh, maybe it's just a cat and it's stuck in between our floors. I'm like, no. We've seen all the the stray cats that come to the house. And I don't think cats sound like that. First of all, cats are very, you know, light-footed creatures. They're not going to make that much noise. To this day, I stand by it being something that we don't understand. Something else. Because no animal is going to make that much noise. It wasn't any of us in the house. There is no way to explain it. I hope one day an explanation could come out, but it makes so much sense because for some reason, there are these very specific areas of my house that are just, the energy is just way different. It's just so spooky for some reason. I'm not sure why, and I'm not sure why they're lingering around. You know, the Filipino explanation be like, well, it's their house. They can be here if they want. You, being the new tenants of the house, have to give them respect because it was their house first like mm, okay i guess that works last time i was there i wasn't as spooked maybe because my room was renovated <laughs> i don't know i wasn't as spooked as i used to be i thought i'd be i was gonna i was going back like here in korea i don't feel anything honestly there are only two two nights that i ever felt spooked while i was here in korea and that's like two nights of almost three years one was just i was walking back to my room here in my university and my university is also quite old and i felt that it was weird and i wasn't sure why something did not feel right but i'm safe so it's fine so it doesn't really matter now yeah growing up i thought it was pretty normal i thought it was so normal to feel that way about your own house and i get here and i'm like oh so this is what it's supposed to feel like not entirely but i'm like you know i'm kind of looking for that feeling of fear before i go to bed like at one point i think i realized why do I feel like nothing? Why do I feel at peace? Like the only thing keeping me up at night is me and my intrusive thoughts and my existential thoughts, but not the fear that there was like a ghost that was about to possess me. There was no fear of that. And so now I know that's not entirely normal or it is and people just don't talk about it. But I will never know. Despite all of that, we were never in danger you know never in any real danger from the paranormal activities the ghosts and the energy that made themselves known but you know at least to my knowledge they never did any harm sometimes i think these creatures whether they're ghosts or they're creatures that are native to your country sometimes they're more scared of you than you are of them but i do advise people to proceed cautiously you don't want to accidentally sell your soul and not know it you know never give out your name never if you're in the countryside in the philippines and you feel something suspicious you know going on don't give out your name just for both safety and paranormal reasons do not give out your name if, if you give out your name you could possibly be selling yourself to an entity that you don't know about Again, sometimes these creatures are more scared of you than you are of them. Also, I really just wouldn't fucking know in general. I'm not a ghost. Um, if I would be my ideal ghost situation, I would want to be somewhere beautiful, like a museum or a very beautiful antique house. I don't know, makeup shop? Ugh. Maybe I'll be like a karaoke ghost. I don't know. There's like 
I'll be that ghost that like a karaoke ghost. If you sing in the karaoke as a karaoke ghost, I will be doing like the this the harmonies with you. I'll be doing like the second voice with you. That kind of thing. I want to be as close to music as possible still. Or maybe I'm one of those rehearsal ghosts. I've had so many stories of rehearsal ghosts before. So whenever I <laughs> I'm just not surprised that they exist. We have a building in the Philippines called the Cultural Center of the Philippines. And I used to rehearse there a lot as a child when I was doing theater. And the people who were older than us, older actors uh, or the the crew, the older crew, writers, directors, they would relay stories of spooky stories of rehearsal ghosts. So maybe I'll be a rehearsal ghost. Maybe I'll be that ghost that's like, bro, your cue, this is your cue. <laughs> I don't know, stage manager ghost. Maybe that's why I'm so spooky. Even though I'm afraid, I love it. Like where I come from, this is what makes things interesting. This is what allows me to tell the stories that I'm telling you today. Whether you believe in it or not, you have to admit it's pretty entertaining. Whenever I tell these stories, people find it entertaining. And I have more. I have way more that I just can't fit into this podcast. For today, I'm limiting it around Manila because there are way more in other provinces. We're a very rich nation full of stories and culture. And there are definitely other spooky ghost stories around there. And there are definitely way more paranormal creatures that I could tell you about. But also, I'd I have to admit, I don't have any expertise on that. So hopefully, maybe one day also, we could get a paranormal expert on here. Anybody knows anyone? Let me know. But that's all the time we have today. And I hope you have a happy Halloween. Let me know. Do you have any spooky stories from your childhood? Is your house haunted like mine? Leave me a comment on my Instagram at Planet Girl Podcasts. Also, I didn't give a song wreck out last week but i will give my song rec for this week and my recommendation is baby you're a haunted house by my idol and my chemical romance frontman gerard way look it up on spotify baby you're a haunted house have a spooky weekend everybody goodbye thanks for coming over hope you enjoyed our little chat you can stay in touch with me through Instagram at Planet Girl Podcasts. That's Planet Girl Podcast with an extra S. Can't wait to see you soon. Let me know when you're home.